to Faith FM's breakfast show. Kent, look at that beautiful golden sunshine out there. It is it's fantastic. It's such a wonderful day. Yeah, I'm sorry, Melbourne. <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> Newcastle has got it going on this right. morning. No, well, you, you know what though? Um, mm-hmm. It's actually been quite dry in Victoria lately, so they're really oh. grateful for the rain they've been having. Fair um, enough. So it's not eternally drizzly down there. It's actually just drizzly the last couple of days you know someone did tell me that sydney is actually wetter than melbourne per annum wow yeah i'm not sure that's true but it all happens in a rush in sydney yeah if you know it's the truth give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM and let us know the truth hashtag fact check (laughs) well just in case you're wondering who we are i'm mon and this is kent kingston who is filling in for lyle yes lyle is away up north as i said this morning in king in kings in the north of new south wales look on a map you see it's not that far north it's not that far north he's up in kingscliff teaching some classes and uh, kent is gracious enough to fill in which we are very grateful for and Kent, I'm going to give you clue number two Ooh. on our second quiz today because okay. our first quiz got smashed. First clue, bang, oh, just done. Bam. Naomi, let me tell you, that, that book of Ruth in the Bible that tells mm. the story of Ruth and Naomi is one of the best stories oh, in the Bible, I reckon. It's, it's a romance, it's um, suspense, it's uh-huh. all sorts of cultural ins and outs. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a very interesting book. But now we're looking for a biblical city. Now we're looking it, for a is city. Is that right? Yes. So what city am I? I'll give you the first clue again. This is where the angel of the Lord killed Herod Agrippa. Yeah, that was the first clue. You already told and us that. And the second clue yep. is Peter was sent by God to preach the gospel to the Gentiles in this city. <sighs> mm. Ooh, mm. My guess would be th- that would be in the book of Acts somewhere. Well, but I couldn't tell you which chapter. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I'm not good with numbers. Peter was sent by God to preach the gospel to the Gentiles in this city. If you think you know the answer, give us a call. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. We can text us zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You can even jump on our Facebook if that's easier, Faith FM Australia, and you too could win a Melissa Otto CD album mm. this morning, much like our previous winner did there. So who's looking, is uh, is our producer um, on Facebook, is she like keeping track of what's happening there? How, how does that work? What do you mean, how does it work? Just works the way every Facebook works. I, I know, but someone has to be watching it, that's all. So is, it, is someone yeah, that like there poised? She's poised, is she? She's poised and ready at all times, like a hawk. Wow, over all forms of media, simultaneously. Yes, that's how good she is. Wow. You, you, you guys are incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Speaking of uh, being incredible, you're mm-hmm. quite incredible yourself. Um, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Tell I am going to go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, we're very uh, grateful to have you, not just because uh, we needed someone to fill in for Lyle, mm-hmm. but because you're quite a busy guy yourself. Mm-hmm. You are, in fact, uh, working on um, the very famous Signs of the Times yes, magazine. Yes, established 1886. Yeah, one of the oldest publications in Australia. Is it the That's oldest or right. the second oldest? That's probably the second. I think the Salvation Army's war cry edges right, out by cry. edges 
edges us out by a couple of years, but we're close. Okay, well, we actually want to take some time to, to check this out because mm-hmm. you have in front of you the latest issue. I do, the April the April issue of Signs of the Times. And I think a couple of weeks ago I did talk about this briefly. Mm, but you it, did a little it, a th- promo before it went to print. I did, yes, yeah, before it all came out. And look, if you are interested in, uh, in getting a hold of this week's uh, Signs of the Times magazine, you can actually send us an email to info at signsofthetimes.org.au. Say hi to Kelly. Mm-hmm. She will help you out. That's Kelly with an I. Hi, Kelly. Tell, tell, tell her Kent sent you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, look, we our front cover story is, is about the changing demographics of Australia. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had a census, and that showed us that, yet again, the number of people claiming no religion has risen. Oh, so, you really? know, what does that mean for our mm-hmm. culture? What does that mean for our nation? What does that mean for church and people of faith? Um, mm-hmm. So that's a really interesting exploration. Um, and this week, if you're listening to Faith FM, you'll hear an interview that I, I did with M- Michaela Borrett. She mm-hmm. lives around this Newcastle area, okay. uh, Monica, and she's a, a psychologist um, and a counsellor working with youth and uh, children in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wrote, well, the interview is based on the article. So both of them look at this idea that stress in some ways is a good thing. Okay. Which is sort of, what? Uh-huh. Aren't we supposed to escape stress? Well, it turns out, no. Um, you know, curl, being curled up in bed in the fetal position 24-7 actually isn't good for you. Um, we need challenges. We need to get out there. And so, yeah, she unpacks that in a really interesting way. So that is worth listening out to the podcast on Faith FM and to, you know, read the article as well or whichever works for you. You know, you, you can read the magazine or you can wait for the movie to come out. <laughs> oh, sorry, the, the podcast is already out. So, yeah, you it can. It does sound very interesting. Mm. It sounds a little bit like, you know, when they discover that dirt isn't all that bad for kids because mm-hmm. they need to boost their immune system. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. So, oh, look, and there, there's a, a bunch of, of different stories. There's a really funny story, actually, um, written by one of our, our regular um, authors, uh, Melissa Howell, mm-hmm. about how her brother took her for this sort of hike in the mountains in, in the US and suddenly this guy steps out from behind a bush and it's sort of twilight. She doesn't know what's going on. And he says, "Hey, baby," and she's like, "What the heck?" It, it turns out it was it was her boyfriend who she thought was sort of two states away who'd suddenly turned up on this hilltop <laughs> at sunset when the lights of the city were shining to propose to her, but she didn't recognise him at first and just freaked out. So, <laughs> so it's quite funny, and and she makes the link with that and and the story. You know, we just had Easter um, mm-hmm. not long ago, so she connects that with the Easter story of how you know Jesus appears to people after his resurrection and they don't necessarily recognize him so she's saying yeah i can kind of relate to that Mm -hmm. you know someone that you know and love you know intimately suddenly when they appear out of context it's like what you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's that's really interesting. And look, a bunch of other stuff. Um, you know, recipes. Um, yeah, so there's you know there's serious stuff. There's lighter stuff. There's health stuff. There's biblical stuff. Um, yeah, that's Signs of the Times magazine, April edition. And how can people use Signs of the Times? Because it's not just created for people to just read for themselves, is it? Well, okay. Uh, let me tell you a little secret. Um, we're working on a campaign at the minute that will kick off later this year, the motto of which is, Signs is for sharing. Amen. Yeah. I love that. Um, so this, I guess, you know, speaking to 
our listeners who are, you know, strong in the faith, long in the faith, um, you know, know their Bibles well, have a lot of church background. I've, I've got some sad news for those people. Signs of the Times magazine is not for you. Okay? Because they're the sort of people who, if we do our job right, are going to open Signs magazine and say, where's the meat? Where's the meat? You know, this is all a bit light. And it's a little be, bit milky. Yeah, well, that's right, because it's supposed to be an introductory magazine to faith. It's supposed to be at that ground, you know, getting it on the ground level of understanding the basics of what the Bible is about, what faith is about, what Christian lifestyle looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so for someone who is, you know, strong in the faith and long in the faith, as I said, yes, we do want you to subscribe to Science of the Times magazine, but remembering that it's not for you. Um, it's Science is for sharing. Um, so yeah, we encourage people to you know subscribe to multiple copies and share them with their neighbours, share them with their friends. You know, if they have anyone in their life who they think is you know open to spiritual things, who is you know wanting to explore that, haven't necessarily made a commitment or are early in their faith, Signs of the Times magazine is totally for that sort of person. So I would actually challenge you that it actually is for those long and strong in the faith people. It's for them to share. It's for it. them to share. Yes. Yeah, so they yes. should subscribe and they should give it out to their friends. People that they would like to, you know, share their Christian beliefs with, their walk with, you know, people that they've been praying for, that they're concerned about, their neighbor, their milkman, their auntie, their uncle, their cousin, Mm. their nephew, their whoever it is in their family that they would love to see come to the Lord. Yeah, well, that's right. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Well, thanks for giving us uh, signs in a nutshell. Just quickly tell us again how mm-hmm. it is that people can get a copy of that, either to read for themselves or to use it as a sharing tool. Okay, so the best way to do it is to email us, info at signsofthetimes.org.au. Uh, you can also call if you want. It's a, a Victoria number, a 03 number, 035965 So you can call that number if you prefer. Um or yeah, but probably email is the easiest. You know, send your details, info at signsofthetimes.org.au to subscribe. It's only twenty six bucks for Are a whole year. For yeah, a whole, for a whole year. For a whole yeah. year for eleven issues. It's oh, so wow, that's cheap. cheap. That's so very that's cheap. That's why we encourage people to subscribe to two at least yeah absolutely and uh, we will throw those details up on our Facebook again so later on if you want to access that you can jump on our Facebook Faith FM Australia and uh, find the details where you can get a copy of Signs and Signs of the Times magazine proud partner of Faith FM amen and you're what is it uh, you're the editor the owner the the owner (laughs) you own this (laughs) no not the owner I'm the associate editor okay great All right. And, uh, yeah, if you'd like to, to uh, find out more, we will have that on our Facebook. And also, um, where else can we stick that for people? Oh, do you know what? Give us a call at 1-800-FAITH-FM if you want to write those details down straight Absolutely. away. And uh, Marta, our lovely producer, will hand yeah, those we'll, details we'll, over to We'll you. send you out this month for free. Yeah, that's very nice of you. Oh, how yep. gracious of you, Kent. Yep. It is great having just you on one. the show. I just knew one for it was free. a good idea. <laughs> Limited <laughs> offer. If you would like a copy, give us a call. We'll get you one for free. I'm going to hit you with one more clue. Mm-hmm. For this quiz, this what city am I quiz? Another clue is this is where Agabus the prophet told Paul that he would be bound by Jews in Jerusalem and handed over to the Gentiles. Mm, this Agabus. Is, Agabus the prophet told yeah. Paul that he'd be bound by Jews in Jerusalem and handed over to the Gentiles. I, I've got a, I've got a feeling this might be a coastal city. 
Mm. Yeah, because I reckon Paul got off the boat and had that conversation with Agabus. But yeah, I'm I'm starting to get warmer on this. I I reckon I could have a guess at it, but I won't. I'll, I'll leave that up to our listeners. If you think you know the answer, 100 Faith FM. And speaking of warming up, let's warm up our encounter with God. We are right now going through, and this is such a fantastic thing. I love mm-hmm. this. We're going through a study guide that 20 million other people are doing every single day, the same time that we are. Mm-hmm. And you can tune in and do it with us. Probably don't have 20 million people listening to this right now. Oh, but, uh, yeah, probably more a, like 40 or 50 million. Yeah, yeah, just a, <laughs> a small <laughs> pocket who do it with us. And you can join in. Um, this is a, a study guide that is done simultaneously around the world uh, by many different believers. And um, you can join in. We are going through the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And Ken, I'm very excited to have you on board with us today so you can um, go through today's section. We're going to be looking at the sanctuary motif in Revelation. Motif. M-O-T-I-F. Motif. Sorry, my bad. Motif. Not motive. Motive. Yeah, motif. Motif. Which is what, like symbol or... Yeah. I was going to say, um, what does it mean? Theme or something like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So It's, it's very literary of you. Which is, which is what to we... to use a word like that. Well, it is what we need to know because, you know... The sanctuary is full of symbols, is it not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The sanctuary is not particularly literal. It's all very, very symbolic. Yep, yep. Well, look, Monica, I think it's important, like, before we get into the sanctuary motif in Revelation, to mm-hmm. say, whoa, 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 wait a sec, you know, what what are we talking about when we're talking about the sanctuary? Like, because I think surely our listeners of, of Faith FM are pretty much the same, you know, target audience as Signs of the Times magazine. You know, there are a lot of people out there who are young in the faith or early in the faith or are still deciding. So, Who didn't know there was a sanctuary. Well, that's right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You think, I think it's important to break it down. Yeah, let's break it down. Mm. Okay. So if you're reading the first five books of the Bible, mm-hmm. um, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Numbers Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, otherwise called the Torah, or if you're uh, Muslim, the, the Tarat, like, well, yeah, yep. whatever you want to call it, the mm-hmm. Pentateuch. Even if you, uh-huh. it's all the same thing. Pentateuch. Yes, um, the two two books in particular, are Exodus and Leviticus, they they tell a story of how when the the Jews early in their journey, they'd just been, you know, the famous story of Moses. From, what's that kids' movie? Prince of Egypt. Oh yeah, Prince of Egypt. Yeah, if you've seen that, if you haven't seen it, you need to. It's got an awesome soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But so you get this idea that this this group of slaves is released. They're traveling across the desert, and in the process, they're being formed from a ragtag bunch of slaves into a nation. Okay. And and a part of this process is that God um, gives them through their leader and their prophet Moses gives them some guidance about how they are going to be a nation and how they're going to worship their God who rescued them from Egypt in in, in the right way. Um, so you know we have this famous scene at Mount Sinai, you know mm. where they all camp around there and the Ten Commandments are given by God to Moses. Moses brings down these. Um, these massive slabs of stone with the Ten Commandments written on them. But God also gives a whole lot of other instructions. And one of the central things that he tells them is, I want you to build a temple for me in the desert. And they're like, well, how does that work? You know, because we're moving around. Well, it's a tent temple. So, and he gives them the materials and the dimensions and the furniture that has to be in it. And this is what we call the sanctuary or the tabernacle. Um, and later on, it becomes not just a tent, but an actual temple, like more bricks and more mm. stone and mm-hmm. mortar sort of thing. Um, so, so the sanctuary 
is set up as a place where sacrifices are made, um, but it's also set up as a place where there are like very bit various bits of holy furniture, like you know that seven branched candlestick that oh, the, yep. that the mm-hmm. Jews use to mm-hmm. symbolise the Jewish religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's there. There's a table with with bread on it. Um, there are a couple of altars, altar of incense and an altar of sacrifice outside. And then there's this curtain that divides those bits of furniture I've already described. Mm-hmm. That's called the holy place. And then there's a curtain and inside that there's the Ark of the Covenant. And Ark just means box. Okay? okay. Whether you're talking about Noah's Ark, it's just a really big box because it <laughs> has to fit all the animals. <laughs> all the animals. That's right. Or a smaller uh, Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, which contains the Ten Commandments inside of it, as well as a couple of other bits and pieces. But the Ten Commandments are, are the main deal. Um, the lid of the Ark of the Covenant is called the Mercy Seat. And that is where God's presence was believed to be. In fact, the, there's a word in the Old Testament, Shekinah. Mm-hmm. which is like there was this glow of God's presence above the Ark of the Covenant, above that mercy seat there. So it was sort of symbolized God's throne in a way. God's presence was right there. So that was a really, really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we're talking about the sanctuary, that's the sort of background we're talking about. So this was a way for the the those early, early earliest Jews to, uh, if they'd done something wrong or at certain times of the year when there were festivals or if they needed to deal with the sin of the whole nation, they would have to come to that sanctuary, they would have to sacrifice animals, there would be, like, blood was very symbolic, it would be brought in and sprinkled on various altars. Once a year, the high priest, was the only person who was allowed, went right into that most holy place to sprinkle blood like, right on the into the Ark of the Covenant. Um, so and and everyone sort of stood outside the tabernacle or the sanctuary, sort of in a hush, like wondering, oh, is this is this going to work out? Is this going to be okay? And and that was the the symbols that God chose to show how He was going to deal with sin. There had to be sacrifice. There had to be bloodshed. The the sins had to be transferred onto that sacrificial animal from the people. And that so that's the sort of basics of the sanctuary that we're talking about. So when it's mentioned in Revelation or elsewhere in the Bible. That's the background. Sorry, but I know I've talked for a long no, time. No, no, it was great. It was exactly what we needed to hear. So mm-hmm. that is, I guess, the sanctuary in a nutshell. Yep. So it is indeed this structure, um, you know, started as a tent, ended up as a building mm-hmm. where, you know, sin and festivals were dealt with. The question, I guess, that I have is, mm-hmm. you know, if it's an Old Testament sanctuary, what on earth does it have to do with the book of Revelation? Which is the last book in the New Testament. The last book of the New Testament. Yep. And we're going to check that out right after this song. This is Fernando Ortega, All Flesh is Like the Grass. And when we come back, we're going to dive a little deeper into the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. All flesh is like the grass, the grass withers and fades away. Like the grass, the grass withers and fades away. The glory of man, like a flower that shrivels in the sun and falls. The glory of man, like a flower. Shrivels in the sun and falls, but the word of 
the grass The grass withers and fades away All flesh is like the grass The grass withers and fades away The glory of man like a flower But the word of the Lord endures forever. The word of the Lord endures forever. Welcome back to Faith FM. This is a breakfast show with Mon and Kent Kingston filling in for Lyle. Thank you, Kent. We Good were just looking at um, the sanctuary mm-hmm. and uh, and the Book of Revelation, and we were just a little confused because the sanctuary happens way in the front of the Bible, mm-hmm. whereas now we're over here in the very end of the Bible, the Book of Revelation, and mm-hmm. we're suddenly talking about the sanctuary, and we've discovered that you know, you know, like we discussed yesterday, which you weren't here, mm-hmm. but we discovered that. Um, Revelation. It was besides being historical and eschatological. Eschatological. That means it's about last about day events. time events. Yep, yep. yep. It has another Revelation. The Book of Re- Revelation has another uh, structural level. One being about this Hebrew sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So why does it have this Hebrew sanctuary? I mean, we also learned that the Book of Revelation is about the revealing the revelation of Jesus Christ's mm-hmm. character. Mm. So what does this old-timey building, this tent, have to do with it all? Well, I, I guess the the sanctuary tells us about what kind of God God is. Um, it, it tells us that um, God has to find a way to deal with sin. Um, you know, when we or anyone chooses, you know, knows what's right and chooses to do the opposite, or even, I mean, for a lot of us, let's face it, we, you know, sin without blinking, we sin without thinking, we mm-hmm. sin on automatic pilot. It's ingrained. Um, yeah, it's in, totally ingrained. That's who we are. That's right. So, you know, what's God going to do with that? Because if if he was to say, you know what, whatever, I, you know, you guys are awesome, I'll just take you straight to heaven, and we in our hearts were still so attached to our sin, um, like the brightness of God's glory um, which is an incredible, amazing, beautiful thing. Um, that same brightness, it, I mean, some theologians have said it's the brightness of his glory is also the consuming fire of his justice. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, some sin cannot exist in the presence of God. And, and if our characters are so, um, I guess, enmeshed and, you know, interwoven with our sin, Um, when our sin is burned away, we get burned away with it. So Mm. um, God 
he obviously doesn't want that result. He wants us with him, but he he's trying to figure out well how do, how do I do this without without the sin? So he is a god of justice. You know, it, when something goes wrong, something has to happen. There has to be a consequence. But he's chosen to put that consequence on himself more than more than anyone else. And and so the sanctuary service is all about, as I said before before the the song, um, it's about the transfer of sin and that animal was that sacrificial animal that the people transferred their sin symbolically onto that animal that animal was sacrificed that animal was a symbol of jesus himself you know when john the baptist saw jesus standing there on the bank of the jordan he said look you know check check that out he said that's the lamb of god and i think people understood ah oh, lamb it's a sacrificial mm. animal um so it the sanctuary tells us that god needs to deal with sin yes he's a god of justice but it also tells us that he's going to deal with a sin with sin in a way that he actually is the fall guy for. He's so he's a god of mercy as well. He chooses to to take the pain and the punishment on himself, you know, to to the greatest extent that he possibly can, to the greatest extent he can possibly convince us to participate with. He wants to take that on himself. So yeah, that's the answer to your question. What does it tell us about God? Yeah, so he he pays the price. He clears our debt essentially. Hmm. So, That's right. You know, because it is, you know, at face value, it's very odd. Mm. You know, if someone asks you, what's the character of Jesus? And you're like, here, come check out this old tent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that worked. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What does a tent yep. have to do with a person? Yeah. But the amazing thing is that, you know, when Jesus was, you know, in, in full human form here on earth, you know, living as you know, a baby, a boy, a man, he, he used sanctuary metaphors. You know, he's, he described himself as the light of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about the candlesticks. Mm. before in the sanctuary he said i am the bread of life you know there's bread in the sanctuary um and then uh, and then i look i don't know if we should get into this yet but go on yeah 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 well okay this is the thing that really amazes me okay we we read in uh, in matthew and in mark but i'll um i'll quote the Matthew one, Matthew twenty seven, fifty to fifty two. This is talking about as Jesus is being crucified, um, and just as he died, it says in verse fifty, um, Jesus cried out again in a loud voice and gave up his spirit. So that means, you know, he died. Um, at that moment the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rock split, etc. etc. Um so that curtain was the curtain between the holy place and the most holy place. This was the curtain that only the high priest was allowed to enter and only once a year. Okay? So and and that curtain being torn from top to bottom, that tells you there was no person from the bottom standing on the mm. on the ground, yeah, ripping it from the bottom up. This came from the top to the bottom. So this is a divine rip. Act activity, mm-hmm. a divine rip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um and in in Hebrews, and honestly, if you want to understand the sanctuary theme, yeah, I mean there are sanctuary references in Revelation as we're talking about today. But if you really want to understand the basics, and this is an important principle of of understanding the Bible, start with the easy verses first and understand the basic themes, then go to the hard verses and try to fit them into the easy verses. If you read the book of Hebrews, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously written for Hebrews who have this history of the you know the tent tabernacle sanctuary you know in mm. the desert and everything so they resonate with this stuff so the writer of hebrews is really you know strong on this high priest idea on the sanctuary idea and all this sort of stuff but if, if you read hebrews it actually says uh, hebrews ten nineteen, the writer of hebrews says therefore brothers and sisters since we have confidence 
to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. What? What? We we have we can enter the most holy place, not just the whole high priest. Yeah, he says. All of anyone who who has accepted Jesus' sacrifice can go straight into the most holy place. That's like whoa. That's a big deal. That's incredible access. Because that was like a death penalty action, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Um, and it said, okay, since we and he's just saying, just by the by, you know, yeah, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, which is like mind blowing to start off with. But then he says that like, how is that possible? He says by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body so the writer of hebrews is basically saying you know what jesus is yes he's like the high priest he spends a lot of time talking about that but in this verse he also says jesus is like the curtain oh yeah so he symbolizes jesus as the curtain so jesus is the bread of life jesus is the light of the world jesus is the sacrificial lamb Mm -hmm. Um, jesus is the high priest and here he says jesus is the curtain and we know the curtain was torn from top to bottom, Jesus' body, you know, Jesus said, this is my body broken for you. Jesus' body was broken. And what the writer of Hebrews is saying is that Jesus' death and suffering uh, is like that curtain being ripped mm-hmm. open. And now As we result, can go straight into mm-hmm. the most holy place. So in Revelation, what we have is um, in a couple of places, well, a lot of places we have um, sanctuary sort of language. And it says there in Revelation four one, it says, um, like John the John the Revelator, I love that song. <laughs> He's such a old, good song. Old, old blues song. Um, so yeah, John says he looked in Revelation four, uh, verse one. He says, "I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven." And yeah, and he says in another place he looks and he could see that um, the Ark of the Covenant. So if this door is open and he can see the Ark of the Covenant, that tells us that in Revelation, John witnesses what the writer of Hebrews is talking about. The way is now open. We all have access to go right into the presence of God because of what Jesus has done. And and that whole sanctuary symbolism is all about Jesus. He's the bread. He's the light. He's the high priest. He's the sacrificial lamb. He's even the curtain that is split and broken and open for us to get right in there. And it's not just the book of Revelation. It's the whole Bible that's littered with sanctuary references oh, yeah. and imagery. So understanding the sanctuary is actually a very important part of mm-hmm. understanding your Bible. Um, so thank you very much for um, giving it to us in a nutshell because it's such a huge topic. But oh, you did a massive. great job today. This is the Ball Brothers. It's about the cross. It's not just about the manger where the baby lay. It's not all about the angels who sing for him that day. It's not all about the shepherds on the bright and shining sun. It's not all about the wise men who traveled from It's about the storm that was rolled away. 
about the cross It's not just about the good things In this life I've done It's not all about the treasures Or the trophies that I've won It's not about the righteousness It's about that man. How how relevant is that to what we've been discussing? So relevant. It's about that's really what's at the center of it all, you know. Before we get to our cue of the D, mm. let me hit you with the last <laughs> question, last clue for the uh, quiz. What city am I? Philip the Evangelist and his four daughters, plus Cornelius, all lived in this city. Its name begins with the letter C. C. Yes. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Philip the Evangelist, his four daughters, and Cornelius all lived in this city. It starts with the letter C. If you think you know the Definitely answer, definitely a coastal city and and i would say it's probably named after the roman ruler oh you're very very young yeah. i know you know what it is yeah 100 faith fm i definitely know what it is now a question of the day kent yeah a cue of the d cue of the d it's like that <laughs> i love it <laughs> go what, on what was the, what was the cue of the d <laughs> oh um okay the question of the day 
was well i mean basically i suggested it because it's it's an excuse to continue talking about this century this century theme so um (laughs) i think the relevant question is you know like so what what does this mean for me that Mm, you know that revelation in Uh hebrews and the Uh new testament the old testament are connected when you're talking about the sanctuary i mean it's all very intellectually fascinating to our listeners what does it mean to me what is the relevance Mm. i will draw your attention back to the book of hebrews i know we're supposed to be talking about sanctuary and revelation hebrews helps to but i reckon hebrews is is a much better foundation mm-hmm. um so check this out okay hebrews chapter 6 um in 19 it's talking about um what you know what jesus has done for us and it says we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure it enters the inner sanctuary okay that's the most holy place or the, mm-hmm. the holy of holies mm-hmm. it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner jesus has entered on our behalf so again hebrews is using this idea of you know the curtain the sanctuary jesus is there jesus has made the way open for us um and hebrews tells us that you know jesus is in is in there making atonement which means uh, atonement is like at one minute making us at one with god mm-hmm. okay reconciling us with god dealing with our sins um you know which he can do all we need to do is say i accept Jesus, I accept your sacrifice that, mm. that you made on my sins. Mm-hmm. I accept your um, your your perfection in place of my serious imperfection, um, and that's it. Like we are then cleansed. It's like we have transferred our guilt to Jesus, a sacrificial lamb. He's dealt. He's you know he's dealt with it. He's dealing with it in that sanctuary in heaven. That's what Revelation tells us. There's a sanctuary in heaven. Hebrew tells he's, Hebrews tells us the same thing. It says the sanctuary on earth was just a copy and a shadow mm. of the real mm-hmm. one that's in heaven. So there's something for real happening in heaven. It's a bit hard for us to understand, but it's yeah. Jesus is doing stuff there as our high priest, mm-hmm. as our mediator is another word that's used, making atonement for us, interceding for us. These are all different words that. Um, and Hebrews says, look, Jesus lived on earth as a human being. He knows what it's like to be a human being so he is up there in heaven he's just like he's there to support us he's totally on our side he desperately wants us there to to be with him and he's doing everything he can to make that possible that is what he's doing in heaven in the in the heavenly sanctuary he's he's desperately trying to deal with our sins so that as many of us as possible can be up there up there with him it's it's pretty powerful what he wants to do according to hebrews is um like hebrews quotes isaiah and says that what god wants to do is put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts i will be their god they will be my people you know this is pretty pretty special and for by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy Wow, pretty powerful stuff. We're already perfect, but we're being made holy at the same time. Bit of a contradiction, but it shows there's hope for us already. The gift of life is there, eternal life. Amen. Not just a dusty old tent, it's the way of salvation. Amen.
enjoying that song so much I am, Kent. Yeah, you like a bit of finger-style guitar, don't you? I love that kind of stuff. Yes, I I reckon for the guitarist out there, that that was drop D, wasn't it? That was, um, yeah, a bit of D-tuned E-string down to D, nice open tuning. It's beautiful. It's so resonant, yeah. I'm so not amused. I've got no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, sounds it's, cool. It's, it's a guitar thing. You you wouldn't understand. Yeah, clearly. Speaking of enjoying stuff, I was really enjoying the song, but I noticed that you were really enjoying picking out a free giveaway from our giveaway yes, box. Yes, 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 yes. Look, I picked a, a book by um, by Clifford Goldstein. He's actually going to be in a – he's based in America, but he's visiting Australia in the next little while. Oh, it's, dude, yeah. we are interviewing yeah, yeah, yeah. on this show. Oh, really? Yeah. I was coming oh, – you, you will have to turn the um, the microphones down a bit because he talks like that. He's really <laughs> exciting. He? Oh, yeah. He's great. <laughs> I can't wait for this. So much energy. <laughs> yeah, Madame Bovary and the unbearable lightness of being, and let's talk existentialism. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's really cool. Like if you check him out on YouTube, Clifford Goldstein. There's a series called Cliff, and he talks about all sorts of stuff that really like makes you think. We've got a book by him called See Beyond. Uh, which is sort of connected with that Beyond the Search video series. Check that out too. Um, but in See Beyond, Clifford Goldstein takes a careful and critical look at our world today and asks the most important and obvious question, where can we find hope? You know, we were talking about World War Three earlier and it's mm-hmm. sometimes difficult to think, oh man, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. What, you know, what, what do we do? You know, um, yeah, where can we find hope? So he, he answers that question. It's, it's biblical, it's logical, it's rational. Um, Clifford Goldstein is a great great writer he'll really make you think uh, very lively a lot of energy um so yeah check it out um if you want a copy of beyond that, yeah what do you, you can ha- what just you have give to us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM be the first person to call through us 1-800-324-843 and thank you so much for joining us today joining mon and kent on the breakfast show and we'll be back tomorrow morning well i'll be back with someone new tomorrow morning right Ooh. after the seven o'clock news have a blessed day and stay grateful we have some more great programming for you thanks mon it's been fantastic thanks kent it's been fantastic too